0: good morning church and happy father's day to those of you that are dads fathers mentors to to somebody we appreciate you so if you please stand with me we'll come together and worship through song (laughs) standing on the promises of christ my king through eternal ages let his praises ring Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. promises that cannot fail. When the hell these storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God I shall. Christ the Lord. Promises I cannot fall, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to ask Charlie and Richard, if they're going to come up here, and we're going, to, we're going to talk a little bit, but as they make their way down, let me talk about some announcements, okay? Happy Father's Day, by the way, right? Yeah, happy Father's Day to the fathers, right? Okay. So, so a couple things that I need to let you know, there are no classes tonight, and I don't know about classes next week, because next week is VBS, on Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night is our VBS. There's a VBS meeting on Wednesday night before the business meeting that happens to be this week, okay? So on Wednesday, we've got a business meeting, and that's at 630, and we'll follow it up with prayer and share. What's on the screen now is, is the meeting tomorrow night. We are part of your membership class. We talked about this. We're part of the MBA, which is McCoop Baptist Association. There are 25 of our churches in McCoopin, Montgomery, and there might be one in Jersey. Is, 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 there's one in Jersey, okay? Paradise Paradise is in Jersey. We're not in Paradise, okay? And so, so we're going to meet, and it's the first time in like forever that we're going to meet out at Cross Church, okay? Now, just let's, let's address the elephant in the room. We haven't always felt comfortable there. I want you to feel comfortable going. Okay, we're going to have the rally there. Um, they have agreed to do that. They're they're working on restoring relationships both in town with the things going on in town. You can ask Charlie about the food pantry. I, I let him talk now, but we I'd never get a preach. Okay, oh. <laughs> but you can ask him. Know that you'll need oh, yes. some time, right? And so, but they're trying to do it. So I want us because we're the closest. We ought to be the largest attendance. Uh, out at cross, uh, of visiting churches, okay? And so let's get out there tomorrow night at 6:30, executive board meeting. We'll vote on a few things. And then the rally, the rally is, is kind of neat. It is the um, Christian Activity Center. It is Jeff Williams. I'm the, the chairman for, of the board for the, the CAC. And Jeff has has agreed to come and speak. He's the guy who took Chet's place. You guys remember Chet. Chet's the only guy that I had stood in the pulpit here and talked for an hour and 45 minutes, and you guys didn't even care. You know, I'm 21 minutes and somebody's going like this. Anyway, um, he's going to be our guest speaker. Not only is he going to talk about the center, but he's also going to talk about opportunities that we have to plug in there. Now, I will say this, as you listen to him, it's not only the opportunities that we have together as a group to do like the, the adopt the child thing, but it's also opportunities. If you want to go down and work on your own and work with a group of ladies, a group of guys, you're more than welcome to do that. They'll find a place for you. So come and listen on tomorrow night out at Cross Church, 630 is when that rally starts. And then there's, there'll be a time of fellowship afterwards. Uh, they have the best coffee bar in town uh, in a church, so I encourage you to come out and be part of that. And I think that takes care of the announcements that I wanted to make. I told you about VBS, etc. So I brought these guys up here so they could talk about Carpenters for Christ. What I want to talk about first, all first of all, is the, the Southern Baptist Convention's annual meeting that Lisa and I and Glenn and Sharon att- attended down in New Orleans. It was, you know, if you read the news, we got there Monday afternoon. Uh, then Tuesday started the the annual meeting. Uh, with was Bart Barber presiding. We reelected him as president. There were motions that passed. There were there were three churches that appealed their removal or, or disfell- being disfellowship from the SBC. Uh, none of those passed. But it was a great meeting. You know, there there were there were some there were some times that were a little testy okay, because honestly, guys came to be testy, all right? But there were also times of great, great worship. Imagine singing, there were 19,000 people registered to be there in the convention hall. When we voted for president and we voted on Tuesday morning, there were 12,000 ballots cast or 11 seven, something like that. It was an enormous number of people. When we always sit in the front and the, the back goes way, way back there, there were people from the front to the back and standing on the edges. And imagine getting to sing with that many people in the room. There was some beautiful music, beautiful times of worship, some great preaching in the midst of the business. There was also some great items of business. My favorite my favorite thing was, always is, is the commissioning service for the International Mission Board. 79 missionaries stood up there and were commissioned to go someplace. Amen. And there were, there were half of them that had to stand behind a screen. So all that we saw was a shadow. I will say that there is... An IBSA employee whose daughter had to stand behind the screen because she's going someplace. The mission board is sending her. I want to pray for her, okay? I don't, I won't, I'll, that's enough details to give you. I want to pray for her as she goes. But that's powerful. You talk about courageous. It's not the guy standing up there preaching. It's the people that are going, they're leaving home to go and do that. Also the, the the crossover event, and I don't have the number, but crossovers when they go out and they witness to the neighborhoods, they work in the neighborhoods. And there we have new brothers and sisters because people went out in the New Orleans community and worked and shared. And and we have new brothers and sisters uh, that I hope are getting baptized this Sunday. And then we also got to hear about church planning and the, and the results from that. Great things were going on there. I am I am happy, I am proud to be a Southern Baptist and all the work that we do. We struggle at times, but in the, in the bigger picture of it, we're doing things right for the glory of God, and people are coming to know Christ. Now, these two gentlemen, I'll, let, I'll step back here, and I'll give you a mic. They were in, you guys were in Tennessee, correct? Woodbury, Tennessee. Well, come and, come and talk. You guys have front and center right there. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> we went to
2: Woodbury, Tennessee to Dillon Street Baptist Church, which is becoming Sunny Slope Baptist Church because they're building a new church totally outside of town, and it's going to go from Dillon Street to Sunny Slope Street, kind of a strange name. One of the things that came of this whole situation was that they adopted the, the theme for the build as just one more soul. During the time we were together there, two people came to know Jesus as their Savior based on the fact that we were there. One of them was saved in Room Six, Whichever Room Six in the school was. That's where the pastor was able to witness to this woman and lead her to the Lord. Pray for Melissa. She's a, uh, a treasure no, excuse me, janitor for the church and for the school rather, and she had some issues. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. But she came was to come to know the Lord hopefully through that week. Uh, we almost got done. We got rained out on Thursday and couldn't finish things, but we had a good time in the build.
3: That. <laughs> Some, sometimes people ask, you know, uh, what you uh, really do at Carpenters for Christ, and it's it's a variety of things. Uh, I was been called even this morning a slave driver. Amen. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I don't know why, but, you know, I was there for the first uh, seven days, and uh, the team that came along uh, alongside me to help, you know, if it's 80 degrees, overcast, you don't need breaks. They, they bring you water, you know, so, you can, so I kept them busy the whole time that, that I was down there, And uh, so, yeah, I think that they might call me a a slave driver, but really what you need to do is, I can't explain to you what goes on there. You've got to experience it. It's something that you just can't talk. I I liken it to, and I don't know how many of you guys ever went to uh, associational camps, you know, uh, down at Pleasant, whatever, Pleasant Pleasant View or, is whatever anyway between Gerard and Verdon? They had a camp and it was a Baptist camp. And, and I had so many memories there. It was about you know going there every year, coming back. It's the same way here. I enjoy going, I enjoy coming back home. But we get a, a church built and we get to witness to other people. And if you're wanting to put it on your calendar so you can't forget, it's the two weeks before Father's Day.
1: Why don't you- I want to close out in prayer.
3: What? Pray? Yeah. Lord, we thank you very much. We thank you for this uh, opportunity that you give us to go out into the world, Lord, to, uh, uh, to share your gospel. And the, the two uh, that was reached down there when we were down there, Lord, and uh, I heard there was like 250 or so at the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, Lord. These are souls that are going to be spending an eternity with us, and that's because of the serving attitude of the, the people, Lord. And we just want you to, uh, to be with us as we worship you today, in, and we worship you in spirit and truth. Uh, let the world cares drop at the door, Lord, and may we just truly worship you today. And uh, I just be with Cliff, be with Adam. Be with everyone that's in here, Lord, that they might be in that spirit. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.
0: God is so good. Please stand with me if you're able, as we'll come together and continue to sing. He humbled himself redeemed My sins and my soul is the
1: How wonderful, how marvelous is my Savior's love for me. Okay, I want you to think about that because we're going to talk about the love of God here as we as we go into John chapter, 1 John chapter 4. We're, we're going to be at the end of that, starting in verse 7, actually. Uh, we've been talking about 1 John. We got you know, after today, we've got another chapter to roll through. I enjoy looking at this. I've learned something. I hope that you've learned something as we have made this walk. Through 1 John. So John is the guy who walked with Jesus. Right? I mean, that's that's why he starts a letter out and says, I'm your tour guide. I have seen him, I have touched him, I have heard him in person. Okay, these guys that come along and tell you I'm off my rocker, they didn't walk with Jesus. They're the guys, they're the experts who don't know, don't own what they're talking about. Okay, because they went out from us. So they they don't belong to Jesus in that sense. So John, who was with Jesus, wrote the Gospel of John. Why? So that we might know enough about Jesus that we could be saved. Talking about those two souls added. Talking about those souls that were added during... During the crossover down in New Orleans, those are the things that are important. And so John wrote that so we'd know enough about Jesus to know that we needed to be saved and how we could be saved and how he died for us. Then he writes, 1 John, it's to tell us how to live out that faith. Now that we're a Christian, here's what we need to do. And he's talked about those kind of things. And that's, that's the beauty of it. It's a now what? Because as we know, our tendency is to get saved and kind of stay the same. The goal is not to be the same as we were before we were saved. Okay, the goal is to be something different, to be something different. I, you know, on Facebook, I'm part of a group. And, and I, I get a lot of motorcycle stuff. Apparently, that's what I like the most. It's just easy enough, right? And a and guy talked about going to a riding school out in, the, in Colorado. And guess what? Now that he's been to riding school, he's going to ride exactly the same way he did before. No! He said, I learned so much, it's changed my ability. That's why we're reading first John. It's like we're, we're, go- we're going to Colorado to a training camp and we're going to learn how to live out the Christian life better than we did before and now we're going to live a little bit differently. Well, that's the whole concept behind that. Now I'm going to, pre- I'm going to start this off today. Is sometimes, here's the thing. Sometimes we don't look like we ought to look. We're Christ followers. We're Christians. Sometimes, well... Sometimes we don't look like that, all right? Just, just, just kind of reference that. Now, I'll talk about a little bit about New Orleans. There were lots of good things. The good outweighed the bad. But we're also, and I don't know what the, the, the we're the largest something or another group that gets together. And, and I think it's the, the, the idea that we can debate things. And so on the, mi- on the floor are microphones, I mean, they're, they're all over the place, okay? The microphones are all over the place. They're out on the floor, and they're hooked up to a board back over here. And, and then it goes up to a little computer up here. And, and when Bar- Barbara's standing up here, he's the president, he looks at that. And when it's time for the microphones to be open, he'll look down there and say, microphone 1a or microphone 10b whatever it might be he's he's doing that and then the, the camera flips we see the person at that's at the microphone and he he, he might be making because there's buttons for point of order there's buttons for there, there's all okay, kind there's the buttons for making a motion there's buttons to to say hey i'm here you know um <laughs> there's all kind of buttons down there and at those microphones Sometimes we don't put our best foot forward. One of the, so so here's when, here was one of the cases when the microphone was open that the guy probably didn't look um, as good as he could have. Uh, ben Mandrell was up there from Lifeway. He's the president of Lifeway. He's in charge of all the people that produce all of the stuff from Lifeway, including your Sunday school material. So he gets up here, and this guy drove from wherever to ask this question. And so when he, Ben Mandrell's up there and it's time for questions, the first microphone opens up and it says, hey, when are you going to stop making fluffy stuff? You know, the stuff is not quite deep. In, I mean, he, he said it in such a way, it was offensive in the way he asked it. It was offensive in the way he asked it. So I'm just going to tell you, if you say afterwards, Cliff, why do you stop preaching fluffy stuff okay? I'm probably going to be offended. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but Ben goes, ben, ben stopped for a moment and he says, I just wish you guys were up here to answer the questions we get asked. It was that kind of question. There was another question that followed up that was meant to inflict harm. There was a couple other moments when when gentlemen from out in the audience uh, during the... the um, Seminary president's report, three, three, three guys asked the same question in a different way, but all of it had to deal with pro-life, but it was meant to nail somebody to the wall. We didn't look like we ought to look. Um, Bar- Barber caught it, and then it ceased, but when we were talking about the three churches appealed their their um, being disfellowshipped by the executive committee. The executive committee. The Credentials Committee, uh, there were three churches. There were actually more than that. There were six churches that were reported to them who were not closely aligned with the Baptist faith and message. The Credentials Committee made a recommendation to the Executive Committee. The Executive Committee um, moved on their motion to disfellowship these churches. Three of those churches appealed. They have the right to do so. Each one had three minutes. They knew they had three minutes coming in to appeal, and then the credentials committee had three three minutes to respond to that, and they chose who was going to appeal. But Bart Barber made a comment that kind of alludes to how we sometimes don't look like we ought to look. But he said, let's not clap and applaud when we disfellowship a church. Let's put our arms around them and love on them, and see if we can't bring them back into fellowship. That was key, because there are times when we applaud the wrong things. We we look for an enemy. I mean, it's, that I mean, we played two different churches last night. Boy, they were enemies. They were bad guys. Today they're okay. Yeah, okay, you get it. So let's think about what we need to look like. We're going to talk about the key themes, light, righteousness, love, and assurance. This one we're going to look at, it, you know, we're going to see the, the love and the assurance pop up in, in this chapter again. We're going to see that love and assurance. Remember in chapter 3, it started out with, remember that great remember the great love God has for you? Remember, how marvelous, how wonderful... The Savior's love for uh, for me, right? We just sang that song, but as we were walking through the book of First John, there was a point when John reminded us about God's great love. Remember the great love God has for you. Flip the slide there, and here's the verse that it came out of: First John three one. I see how great see how great a love the Father has bestowed on God has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. But it's that first part that I want you to think about, because we're going to come back to that. Remember John talks about it, and then he comes back and talks about it again? That's exactly what we're going to read about here in the fourth chapter, where John talked about the love of God, and he's going to come back, and he's going to talk about the love of God again. Just from a different angle, he's going to come back to that, and he's going to revisit that so that we understand it. It's, It's wanting to make sure... That We understand it. It's like the motorcycle guy. Let, let's not do that exercise once. Let's do it a couple days, And then tomorrow we're going to do it again. And the next day we're going to do it. We're going to come back and do that a little bit again, maybe in a different setting, in a different place, but we're going to come back and we're going to make that practice. So John does that as he walks through. Remember the great love that God has for us. And do you remember that we should love one another? Because that followed that up in the third chapter, verse 11. For this is a message which you have heard from the beginning. Not a new message. Matter of fact, if you read back in the Gospel of John, you'll find love one another pops up there. For this is a message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Right? We should love one another. That's what John is pushing on. We're going to come back. We're going to connect the dots. But this time we're going to do it a little bit tighter. We're going to connect God's love and our love. We're going to tighten that up. We're going to, we're going to cinch it up a little tighter. And we're going to talk about that with, with the, the, the idea of character in there, the idea of character. So let's pick it up in the 7th verse of chapter 4. I'll be reading out in the New American Standard. That's what's on the screen here. That's what's on the screen if you're watching in, in, online. Is New American Standard. You can follow along in whatever Bible you have. You can follow along in the Bible app. There it's in the New American Standard also. But you can make notes, okay? That's a good thing to do. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. So we're going to cover a lot of this. I want you to know that there's more in there so that when you have time this afternoon, this evening, this week, you can read back over these verses and you'll catch some things that we didn't quite cover today. But here's the heart of what I want to cover today, the idea of loving one another, love one another. It's mentioned three times in the verses that we just read. So it's important. That we learn how to love one another. John mentions it five times in this letter. The, The idea that we love one another. As a matter of fact, it comes back, you'll see it back into play in the Gospel of John. But it's an important thing that we do that we understand what it means to love one another. The idea of love one another. Now here's what I want you to catch out of this because he says that. If you love God, you will love your brother. So here's what I want you to think about as we frame this up is the great commandment. Because the great commandment tells us to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I don't know which, where you read it out of the Gospels, but it tells us to love God with everything we have. As a matter of fact, if we're going to look through the Ten Commandments, the first four are our relationship with God. And so it's love God. All, you know, the commandments hang on this. So the four commandments, the four beginning commandments... Not to take his name, um, no other gods, no idols, not to take his name in vain and to remember the Sabbath, okay? Those things can be summed up in loving God with all that we have. And then the comp- complementary part, the part B of that is the great commandment is what? Is to love your neighbor as yourself. That is what? What we're talking about today, right? Loving one another. That's the concept behind it. And that's the last of the six commandments. And so that's what we're trying to hang on to there. So reference that, frame that in that thing. So love one another. Now here's what John states here. He states a couple things where he says God is. And in this passage of Scripture, he says that God is love. Right? God is love. Remember what John talks about here as we're, we're looking in the letter? You can't just say something and not do it. Because what John says is your actions tell me who you are. Your actions tell me who you are. I, mean, I think that's kind of key when you think about that. The idea, it's easy to say something... But actions speak louder than words. We hear that, right? Actions speak louder than the words. Your actions tell us what's going on inside of you. And so when we look at this, we're going to understand that God is love. That's who he is. Okay? He's a lot of other things, too. But John wants for a moment, as he's talking about loving one another, he wants you to understand that God is love. And God acts out of that character. God acts out of that character. Flip the slide back just one more time there. Make sure I got everything. God is love. God, love comes from God. If God is love, then love comes from God. And how do we know that, that's that, that idea of assurance that we talked about? Because I want to wrestle with, here's the thing I want to make sure, right? Before he comes back, before the trumpet sounds or I die, I want to make sure I'm saved. I want to make sure that I know Jesus. And one of the ways that John tells us is that if we have this kind of love, if it's manifested in us, that means that God is in us. So that's those checkpoints as we walk through there. God is is love. Let's understand that. Here's here's the other thing that I want us to to get straight. Because there is a thing called universalism. It's not a new thing. It's an old thing. It was around in Abraham Lincoln's day. It was around before that. Because God is love. Nobody is going to go to hell. That's not what the Scripture says. Understand that. Love doesn't give you, me, or anybody else the license to push aside the sacrifice of Jesus and live like we want to live without any ramifications. He is love, and we'll talk about that. But let's not abuse that. Let's not misunderstand that. God acts in love. God acts in love. Be- because He is love, God is going to act in love. God is going to act in love. Did you notice, as we were reading through there, my favorite word is what? Propitiation. Okay, It's my favorite word. When I die, you just put it on my tombstone. Okay, His favorite word was this. They won't know why, but understand. I love I love the concept of it. Okay, love. I you know, once I figured out what that big word meant, because I often don't understand big words. Well, figure out one big word. I mean, that's a key thing, right? That's monumental. I want to remember that. This one, I want to remember. So God acts in love. What did we read in there? And with the idea of when God acts, what were the actions that God did that John talks about in the context of the verses that we were looking at? He sent his only begotten son. For God so loved... What did John write in John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son... That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his only begotten Son. Think about that for a moment. As he is sitting on the throne, and Jesus is at his right-hand side, there was a point in time where he had to send him to be born of a virgin. Jesus has been with him through all of the creation, through, all, through the fall of man. And when it comes time, the right time, the fullness of time, God has to turn and say, go. To send his son to be born of a virgin, to walk this earth, to teach, to be rejected by those that that should have recognized him, and to be crucified on the cross by those who should have recognized him, those who should have followed him. Crucified. Nails driven through his hands, the weight of all of man's sin, not just then, not just in the past, but our sin, and the sins yet to happen. He it on his body, and he shed the most precious commodity in all of the universe, his blood, because it's the only one that provides forgiveness. That's what Jesus did. So God acts in love. He gave his only begotten Son, To die on the cross. He turned his back on the cross when when darkness came over. It's that idea that he he couldn't look on that. That suffering that his son had to take for our sins. He loved us enough to send his son. And then his son became the propitiation, the covering for our sin. Remember I tell you, it's a story out of the Old Testament, the the final plague, where they had to take the blood of the Lamb and put on both sides of the door, uh, you can't see the door online, but there's a door over here, um, on both sides of the door and across the top. And when the death angel saw the blood of the Lamb covering the, the doorway, he passed by the Passover. So when we talk about Jesus being the The propitiation, it's His blood, becomes our shield, our covering. So that what we deserve passes over us and we experience eternal life, not because of what we've done, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ. He acts in love. He sent His Son to be the Savior, How many of you have made a mistake on a piece of paper and just wadded it up thrown it away? How many of you have been making something out of wood and made a wrong cut and tossed it? We were messed up, and God didn't toss us. Instead, he sent a Savior. God acts in love. God acts in love. This is something that I, you know, after, when, I when I write all this down, I, I, you, know, just, you just keep thinking about it. Um, I'll have more next week. When I'm saying we need to love one another, I think there's that fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feeling I'm going to ask you in a moment to stand up and hug one another. And I really want you to really love on one another. That means I, you need to slobber on one another's shoulders. Yeah, no. know. Okay? Now I ha- you guys do that. I'm staying up here. Um, we get that idea that when we talk about loving one another, it's all that fuzzy stuff, right? You know, we just, you know, yeah, I love you. I love you. When God loved us he gave his only begotten son he sent his son to be the savior his blood became the propitiation for our sins do you know what Jesus you know what God then did you know how i got to the point where i accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior it wasn't because god slapped it all over my shoulder it was because god stood back and said you got sin in your life and that sin separates you from me, separates you from that eternal promise that that what I've created you for, you need forgiven. You need to repent of your sins so that love that God has wasn't all slobbery and long and fuzzy. It just honestly said, you can be better. You can be forgiven. i provided for you. Because I loved you. And that means you need to repent. And there are times when God still tells me I need to repent. As I walk through this life in that process of sanctification, when I asked Jesus to save me, when I asked to be forgiven, when I asked Him to be my Savior, I was born again like a baby. I have to learn how to walk like a Christian. I have to learn to talk like a Christian. I have to get off the baby Christian food and start eating meat of the Word. And that often requires change. It's hard. How many of you like being convicted? How many of you like being told you can do better? How many, how many of you like to be told that you can't just sit there and be all comfortable? Because that's what God does. And why does he do that? Because he loves me. He acts out of love to bring me to a better place. So when I, when I, when I talk about loving one another, it's our actions and our, and our character need to be tied Together. Because we need the love of God in us so that we can then in turn love the rest of the people around us, love one another as God loves us. And what that means, brothers and sisters, is this, that we ought to be pushing one another to a greater and deeper sanctification. That we can't be satisfied with one another just being in the house. We need to push one another to walk and talk like a Christian more and more every day. So that we go out of this place as we walk during the week, that we become brighter lights to the world. Because there's a world in the darkness out there that needs to hear about Jesus. The carpenters for Christ were there. They shared what happened. People got saved because people needed to hear the gospel. The people down there in New Orleans, we went out and people went out and worked in the neighborhoods and they began to share. They were lights in the neighborhood. And what happened when the light went out into the neighborhood and shared Jesus? People got saved. We send these missionaries to the dark places of the world, and guess what? People get saved. Sometimes it's a slow process, but you're pushing it back against immense darkness. But the light overcomes. So our character needs to be the love of God. That needs to be who we are. And then our actions ought to come out of that. Where, where we, you know, when I talked about when we don't look like we ought to look, when when some of those guys were standing at the microphones, it wasn't to bring the guy that they were asking the question of to a better place. It was to nail them to the wall. Friends, we need to be out there looking that we make one another better, that we encourage people to get better. that That we walk alongside and say, hey, we can do this together. I learned this. Why don't you try this? Hey, you may not have known, but God's word says this. You're not trying to beat them over the head with a hammer, but you're not trying to leave them in the ditch. That's what it means to love one another. What happens if the church strives together to love one another? And by loving one another, what's our goal? To become Christ-like. And what's our goal? Remember in 1 John chapter 2, I'm writing this so that you might not sin a little bit, sin much. Somewhere in all those translations, we must have missed a word because it just says so that you might not sin. Brothers and sisters, we need to love one another so we can work on that together. I need your help, you need my help. Slow us one another. Here's our action steps for this week. Consider God's love for you. How marvelous, how wonderful. We sang it. I want you to contemplate that. How marvelous, how wonderful is God's love for me. Consider. See how a great love that God has for us. We can called His children. Those are the things I want you to think about. Then I want you to consider your love for others. Okay, that, that might take a different turn. But here's what I, because I, I'm with you. That's why I wrote the third thing. Work on it. God's love for me doesn't need to work on. My love for God and my love for you could use a little work. And I suspect it's the same for you. Can we do this together? Because John isn't satisfied with the church the way it is, and neither should we be. We should seek to be more like Christ. And that means changing how we live on a day-to-day basis. Adam's going to come. He's going to lead us in a song. This is your opportunity to respond, not only to what we just said this morning, the scripture that we just dealt with, the idea of loving one another, okay? It might be maybe that you want to start that process to be a missionary. God has called you. Maybe God called you to be a preacher. Okay, and I, want, I always want to give you that opportunity. God, may call you something else. You just tell me, come up here and we'll pray. We'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. It may be that you want to pray for somebody. And I want to ask you to come and pray. Know that we'll be, if, if somebody comes down here, it's not what are they there for? It's God and I want to pray with them. I want to join with them in whatever in whatever petition that they are making. And I will say this As we talk about this, the idea of loving one another, if if there's somebody here that's wronged you or you've wronged and you just need to set it straight, do it, okay? Let's stand and sing.
0: i just want to speak the name of jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom i speak jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear and all anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire Shout Jesus from the mountains And Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness Over every enemy And Jesus for my family Speak the holy name Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, and Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, and Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold Shine through the shadows Burn like a fire
1: Let's sing that three times through, your name. This is about the name of Jesus. When you walk out of here, understand the power in the name of Jesus. We are not defeated.
0: Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn
1: like a fire. Prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for being loved. Thank you for acting in love. For sending your son to pay the price and penalty so that we might have forgiveness. Father, I pray that we would carry that message out of here, Lord. Father, that we would love you and that your love would abide in us. And, Father, would shine forth from us, Lord, that we would love one another. Greater tomorrow than we did when we came today. And greater the day after than the day before. Father, just give you the thanks. We give you the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name. It has been a good day to be in God's house. We started off with an early breakfast. There are some remnants. If you hurry back into the middle room, you can grab a snack on the way out. Because lines at the restaurant on Father's Day is going to be long. Okay, So just grab a, uh, you know, a piece of muffin or something there. But thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for being here. Sure. I saw that Barbara, the president, standing up there on stage, just was in awe of singing. I want you to know that everybody that that has stood here as our guest has been in awe of your singing. So let's keep that up. We're not 12,000, but let's keep singing like we mean it, okay? And let's keep praising God, and let's go out and live, and we're going to come back tomorrow night at Cross Church. encourage you to be there. Wednesday night, encourage you to be here. We'll do the business. We'll do other things. There's ways that we can plug in and, and, and allow God to use us, so... Thank you today. Happy Father's Day, and uh, let's go.